Hey, this is Zach Catanzaro. And I'm Walker Lukens. We're the hosts of Song Confessional, the only podcast where today's top songwriters turn your anonymous stories into original songs. This week, we've got a salacious tale of train platforms and anonymous hookups. Austin songstress Buffalo Hunt transforms the confession into a cinematic indie pop gem, exploring the dark pleasures of our bad decisions. Listen to Song Confessional at KUTX.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hello, and welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that changed their lives and give us a glimpse into their creative process. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and this week we'll hear from Alex Moss, lead singer of the Austin psychedelic band The Black Angels. They have a new record coming out called Death Song. It comes out on Friday, April 21st, which just so happens to be my birthday. I'm turning 40. Wish me luck. Anyway, the Black Angels are releasing the record on Friday and then heading out the next week on tour first to the United States. And then a little later, they'll go to Europe. And then in the fall, they'll kind of switch it around. They go to Europe first and then back to the States. It's like palindromic touring. Anyway, you might hear the phrase Black Angels Death Song, and that might ring a bell, especially if you're a fan of the Velvet Underground. Well, that's because the band got its name from the Velvet Underground song, Black Angel's Death Song. Get it? So yes, the album title is a tribute to that, but it means more than just like a play on the song that they got their name from. And I learned that when I sat down with Alex Moss after the band played the KUTX Live at the Four Seasons South by Southwest show. KUTX is the radio station where we make this podcast. And during South by Southwest, we put on a series of morning shows. And we're always super honored when bands get up like early to play for us and the thousand or so folks who join us every morning. Black Angels, they played at 10 in the morning, which for South by Southwest is crazy early. And it was my first time seeing them. And like, I've always dug the band, but seeing them live, I felt like I understood them on a whole other level. They have this energy that like emanates from them. It was seriously affecting. And like I said, afterwards, I spoke to Alex and he told me about the band's new record and why it's called Death Song. And about a record by a band from the 60s that changed so much about how he thought about music. So here he is, Alex Moss. It's very easy for me. The first time that I ever heard the Silver Apples, I was blown away. Um, are you familiar I am with not. them? Okay. Oh. <laughs> Remember I w- where I was? I was, in, I was in Cincinnati, Ohio, and it was played on the jukebox, and I was on tour. And I was like, what is this? This is insane. It had this crot rock, trancey thing that was still ahead of its time, way ahead of its time. And I went and looked on the jukebox and I was like, who is, who is this? And um, 
and it was the silver apples and I was like you know looking at it and I was like man this is just like blowing my mind right now and I found out that it was from 1967 and I was like or 68 one of the two and I was just kind of like blown away that a band could sound so futuristic and, and be from the 60s I, I thought I was listening to something from the year 2525 25. they use a bunch of oscillators and and it's just really like trancy and like rant and it's just like so like beautiful and that that first silver apples record changed my perspective of music in, entirely it, it completely you know beyond the beatles beyond the velvet underground beyond the elevators beyond suicide that band the silver apples was probably one of the most interesting things that I've ever heard in my life. And, you know, like, um, I have these moments where I heard Come Together by the Beatles and that bass line just rocked me. And then, you know, you know, I heard like take a walk on the wild side and that bass line just rocked me. You know, and those those moments that you have, this rock, like everything about this band just spoke to me. And I was like I have to find out everything I can about th these guys and um it just just blew my mind. That's that's the record. This is Silver Apple's first re record. You kind of talked about the feeling that you had when you first heard it. This kind of like, what is that? But can you, can you? Is there a way you can, like, describe like the actual like? It made me. It made feeling? me feel. You know, it, music for me is a very spiritual thing. It's my religion. You know, and it made me. It made me believe in something greater than myself, something tangible, you know, um, not something that not not necessarily a belief that or some, somebody that I can't talk to or see or hear. It, it was something very, very, very tangible. And, and, and it was, um, I guess, it was a spiritual moment. You know, it, it made me f feel enlightened and like, super uh, obviously um, happy to hear, to hear something so unique. Um, but I was, I was moved spiritually. I, I think that's probably the best way to put it. I have found love and love is one. I burn my fingers on the sun. I have found love and love is one. I burn my fingers on the sun. It made me jealous, probably, also. You know, it's like, these guys were doing this in the 60s, and, like, I've never heard anything like this. It's unbelievable. And, 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 a, and a good jealousy, you know? You know, like, wow, this is, like, this is amazing. So and, did it change the way that you wrote? Like, when you sat down to, like, yeah. like do something, was it like... Yeah, I, w I wanted to feel what they felt, you know? I wanted to be in their head. from her eyes, and I spiritual I mean sometimes I think certain songs the way it, the way I kind of think about it is like yeah, and it happens sometimes when you're playing too when everybody's kind of synced up it's like you get this glimpse into the infinite you know like all of a sudden you see through what is in front of you and you like see mm -hmm. through to what it, it what it really is yeah um, yeah no it, it, it uh, you know kind of it gave me the chills and if something gives you the chills 
then then you should you know <laughs> as long as it's healthy you, you should you should you should run towards it fleeting you know i i you know that's how we kind of decide what kind of what music is going to work with us what what to play and what not to play um it's an obvious thing, you know. We're, we make bad communicators <laughs> um, in life, um, but we uh, communicate so well through music. You know, that's that's our best way to communicate to each other and, and kind of try to understand what's happening happening in the world. You know, it's it's our way of uh, kind of ex- you know acknowledging what's happening and and questioning it and. It's it's right now. It's it's a very scary place. I mean, that brings me to the new record, which is called Death Song, mm. and which you know the the first song that I've heard, Currency. It's so about the moment that we live in. For me, like living in this like hyper capitalist consumer culture mm-hmm. that you know tries to distract you from the ultimate fact that we all share, which is like we're all gonna die yeah and and what are we doing in a very buddhist zenny kind of way like why you know yeah we are all gonna die and all this that we're working for you know in the end will mean nothing um i think that you know the, the the biggest scheme in the world is the, the 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 U.S. monetary system. You know, it's all smoke and mirrors between the Fed, the, the Treasury, and us. That's always been some a theme that I've kind of never really understood. Like, you know, I take I took economics classes in college, and, and I was just like, yeah, but how? Like, who determines like the value of money, and what does this mean? You know, like, and it's it's kind of all a big hoax to me, and, and it's 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 wild. Um, the name Death Song to me. Um, for the record, it, it, there's a lot of different meanings to it. Um, the Native Americans would sing death songs. They were encouraged to sing a death song in time of uh, suffering and, and painful moments, and they would they would be encouraged to to write their own chants, their own death songs, to help kind of cope with death and kind of cope with what's going on in their nation, and think you know thinking about how screwed over you know the native americans are still still are being screwed screwed over it's it's unbelievable um the title fits for me in that space i've always had it like um fascination we all kind of have had a fascination with native american music and where it comes from and 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 i think in in a way i i feel like that is kind of how i've see music too it's it's about all it's about the emotion it's storytelling and it's how you you know describing how you see the world and you're passing it from generation to generation and death song you know in in the native american culture is 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 how you know how they were expressing the atrocity the atrocities around them and how they're how they were coping with it
I'm assuming you probably, I don't know if it has any direct political connection to what happened in this country in November. I'm assuming that you guys started those songs way before. We did. Um, we did. It, the, the songs kind of, what happened in, in November and beyond and now and current, you know, it, 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 could just, it, was, it was confirmation of, of what we saw and what we believed. And, and you know, you know that you know it's, we didn't we didn't write the song you know after the election you know we we started years before you know writing uh, th this and and it all kind of just unfortunately you know kind of had this you know the foresight came to fruit to, to fruition and it, it was um you know it's we write about things how we see the world again it's it's you know we're you know with this death song, you, you know, it's, it's how we're coping with it, how we're trying to understand it. And it kind of prepares you for the worst and, and hope, and hopefully it educates and inspires people to, to educate themselves and, and, in whatever capacity, uh, whether they're looking at the truth, whatever that is. And, 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 you know, not trust, you know, completely trusting everything you see and believing only half of what you hear. Half suspicion is a wake-up call and I, I think that you know because we we have the power you know we have the power to always make things right um, not our nation just people in general you know we if there's a glimmer of hope then we, we jump on it and I think that's what makes humans beautiful and that's inspiring and hopefully you know Hopefully art helps helps out too, but it has to go beyond that. It has to go to discussion. You know, we have to like not hide behind our, our Facebook avatar and have real conversations with people. Like when you look at your work now and when you look at this record, is there a line that you can draw like between the writing that you've done and hearing that Silver Apples song in like 2005? When 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 I heard that record, it 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 changed my approach to how I. How, how much more fascinating it got to be living in the 60s, you know, because like we have the Rolling Stones and, you know, the 13th Floor Elevators and all these other bands. And then you have something over here like Silver Apples is just like so avant-garde at the time. Um, it changed it changed the way that I that I interpreted music and and, and, and incorporating trancey kind of moments within this thing that we do. I listen to the R record and I don't think that it's a necessarily a psychedelic record, you know. Um, there are moments of, of psychedelia on the record and and you can you can hear influences and we wear we wear our influences on our sleeves we're not like keeping bands in our pocket i mean i don't think there's a reason to to say that you know like like it's not honest you know i mean and and like when i when i was asked about you know to come speak to you i was like 
where do I start? And and that record, that that record, you know, kind of just flipped everything on 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 its head. <laughs> for her from the Black Angels new record Death Song and seriously had you ever heard of Silver Apples before because I had not and just like Alex like I wasn't aware that people were making such avant-garde pop music in the 60s it pretty much blew my mind too and Simeon the lead singer of Silver Apples and the guy who took like a bunch of oscillators from the 40s and rigged them up to telegraph keys to make the sounds that you hear on those tracks like he's still playing the drummer danny taylor passed away but simeon found the original drum tracks from the recordings and he performs with them live he's performed out at the festival that the black angels produce called levitation silver apples are touring europe in may and june of this year and even though there's not a lot of overlap with the Black Angels tour dates, like there is a little bit. So in my mind, those guys are totally going to meet up in like Bilbao or something and hang out for a couple of days. I'll post the Black Angels tour dates and Silver Apples tour dates to the show notes page for this episode, along with a Spotify playlist with all the songs we've referenced in this episode. So you can listen to the bands and you can maybe go see them. And like, seriously, I, I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but the information is there on the show notes page if you want to experience all of that. And getting hip to a band that I had no idea existed before I talked to Alex Moss, like it got me and Team This Song's excellent intern, Kelly Seal, thinking. And We've decided we'd like to hear from you about an obscure band or record or artist that blew your mind wide open. Maybe someone that you think you're the only one who really knows about them. You can tweet us at this song KUTX or email us. Our email is this song at KUTX.org. Or you can go old school and leave us a message at 512-766-9066. And maybe we will play your story on the podcast. In fact... A couple of episodes back, after we heard Andrew W.K. talk about the Star-Spangled Banner, we asked for people's stories about the Star-Spangled Banner, and we got one, which makes us super excited. So we are going to listen to that right now. My name is Madeline Fenning, and I uh, am calling to tell you my Star-Spangled Banner story. I'd say the most profound moment I've ever had with the Star-Spangled Banner was when I was in a little... Mexican restaurant with my family in Hilton Head on vacation, and it was during the 2012 Summer Olympics. And I always get emotional when I see Americans singing the Star Spangled Banner when they're winning a gold medal, when they've won a gold medal, especially if it's their first gold medal or they get emotional up there. It's like immediately just waterworks. But this time was special because we were watching someone from our hometown win a gold medal in judo. Her name's Kayla Harrison, and we were sitting there watching 
and she went to my elementary school. Like it was not the big, a big town, so it was a very big deal. We watched as she won the gold medal in judo. And she was the first American to win a gold medal in judo ever. And now the gold medalist. Um, and we watched as she just nervously, you know, and ex- it was so much excitement and tears in her eyes seeing the um, Star Spangled Banner. Please stand for the national anthem of the United States of America. And we just sat there in that restaurant just like watching with hands over our mouths and tears streaming down our face and couldn't believe how proud we were not only to be American but to be from Middletown, Ohio. Like insane amounts of pride that typically we don't get to feel on that level and so it was we were just so proud of her and we were so proud of where we came from. And we're just, we were just so proud, and it was a feeling of pride that was like a selfless feeling of pride that I just, it was just stuck out so, so strongly in my memory. So, yeah, every time I really, you know, hear and listen to the Star Spangled Banner with a lot of feeling, I always go back to that. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, go USA. Thanks so much to Madeline for calling in. I actually found video of Kayla Harrison receiving the gold medal. You heard some of the audio, but you should watch the full video because it did indeed give me chills. It was a good watch and watching it like I felt like I was both in London with Kayla and in Hilton Head with Madeline and I felt all connected, even though it was like five years ago. It was still a really good feeling. And I'll post that in the show notes page for this episode. And that's it. You have come to the end of another episode of This Song. This song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced and edited by David Sanger and me, Elizabeth McQueen, with help from Kelly Seal. The interview was recorded by me, Elizabeth McQueen. Taylor Wallace curates our Instagram account and does a killer job. Kelly Seal is our excellent intern. Natalie Gayona is our excellent marketing intern. Thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And yes, it's true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own Hard Proof. Have you listened to the episode where I talked to members of Hard Proof? It's really fun. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. Our handle is at this song KUTX. You can like us on Facebook and you can subscribe to this song along with the other KUTX podcasts, Austin Music Minute, Liner Notes, and Song of the Day on iTunes. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.
KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org and we'll see you there.